This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everybody, this is Sean Daly with Green Talk Radio from GreenLivingIdeas.com. We're doing another installment of our Green Blogger series today, and no Green Blogger series would be complete without an interview with Shay Gunther. Shay is a professional blogger and eco-entrepreneur whose credits include being an original founder of the environmental living blog network Green Options in 2006, and he's the current publisher of the popular green blog EarthFirst.com. At 30, Shay describes himself as a serial entrepreneur having founded five companies since his first dot-com in 99. His other ventures include Zoom Culture, Renewable Choice Energy, Sky Creative, and an upcoming venture called Meat Space Tees. He's a prolific user of StumbleUpon, Twitters all day on Twitter.com, so do I, <laughs> and says that he is addicted to RSS feeds. So, Shay, first of all, welcome to the program. Thanks, Sean. I think actually, uh, speaking of Twitter, you and I, it's one of the first places I think we encountered each other is on the Twitter network. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I love about that site is just the the people that you randomly find. It's it's so amazing. And I actually had that conversation with uh, we were talking with uh, Paul Smith on a recent episode of uh, Greensmith Consulting, and and he's very wired in uh, in all the social networks, including Twitter, and uh, it happened upon him as well. So very very thankful to to have met folks like you guys. Uh, yeah, Paul, that's that's actually one of the ways that I connect with Paul as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well for, Twitter for the Twitter for the win. Yeah, FTW. Uh, for those who are interested in Twitter or want to check it out, twitter.com. Is, and uh, if you're interested in following Shay, he's at Shay Gunther, S-H-E-A-G-U-N-T-H-E-R. And uh, you can find me as Sean Daly, S-E-A-N-D-A-I-L-Y. But enough about social networking. Let's talk more about you <laughs> and Earth First. Um, so why don't we just start with you telling our audience about how you got started, really, I mean, with the green movement in general. Like what, what brought you here uh, into the Lojas industry and, and being interested in green and sustainable living and blogging? Um, well, I, I guess I would consider myself, uh, you know, environmentalist, you know, going way back. Um, you know, I remember being, you know, in the seventh and eighth grade and just, uh, I don't know if it was in school or watching PBS or what, but just starting to be aware of, you know, some of the, the bigger issues around, um, you know, how we treat the planet. And that was, you know, just kind of something that I was aware of, you know, through high school. And then, um, I, I got started, um, as an entrepreneur starting a, a dot com in uh, 1999, pretty typical, you know, technology internet video startup. Um, but, you know, when I was done with that and looking for, for my next thing, um, I was, uh, you know, talking with, with a couple of friends who were kind of in the same position. And it just made sense for us to, you know, get started on doing something green. You know, ultimately, we started up Renewable Choice Energy, um, one of the now one of the nation's leading providers of, uh, of wind credits. They, they sell um, wind power from, from wind farms. You know, pretty much ever since then, um, the idea of not starting a green business hasn't really ever crossed my mind. Um, 
you know, it's my belief now that, um, you know, one of the things that we need to actually save, you know, this environment for ourselves is greedy greens. We need people who want to go out there and start the next billion dollar business, um, you know, saving the world, whether it's solar or, you know, wind power or something that takes CO2 out of the air or whatever, um, or if it's a green blog. But uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm firmly firmly down down the path of, of green green business and um you know lately it's it's been focusing on on the media side of things yeah and it's cool i really appreciate what you said and it's actually come up on this show recently where we were talking about that i like the way you put that greedy greens because that's really it's not about you know at some point it's about the mom and pops were the the original founders and drivers but you need big companies putting their efforts and money behind this as well as of course you know governmental support um, you know, behind this with big business, because that's ultimately what's going to drive it and make it real. The, the, the small startups, you know, fired off, but without, without big corporations being behind it, it's, it's really going to limit it and hamstring, you know, what the kind of effect it has uh, globally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we need, we need green Trumps and um, you know, we, we need green Richard Branson's and, you know, Richard Branson is actually a green guy, but I'm talking about someone who's made his billions of dollars starting only green businesses. Yeah. And we're starting to see that. And it's, you know, and for some of them it was like, Hey, I'd like to be perceived as this, but you know, for some of them, it's, it's really, it's like the celebrities, right? There's the ones who have been doing it all along like Ed Begley. And then there's the ones who are jumping on to, for, you know, because their handlers are telling them that that's a good idea, you know, for yeah. them politically, but, but regardless, it's all a good thing as long as it's real. Speaking of real, when you started Earth First coming off of the green options background and some of the other things you've done, I've noticed on the site, one of the things I appreciate about your editorial is the fact that you guys really do. You have that, as you put it, sarcastic and snarky, which I'm very, I, I come from the East Coast originally. We were talking about that off mic. That sarcastic humor is, is required there. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're pretty much weaned in that. Um, but so I appreciate that voice, but, but is that sort of where you're coming from? With Earth First, or what's the editorial um, yeah, voice? Yeah, I mean there? that's, I mean that's kind of my natural editorial voice, um, and you know that was one of the reasons that you know the guys at Earth First um, brought me on board is because you know I kind of have that, just that that kind of you know angle and view on the news, and you know I, I think it's something that um, I don't, I think it's something that really hasn't really been out on the green blogosphere. Chris can be sarcastic and snarky, but um, I think they do it in a little bit more of an academic a high-minded smart way than me so yeah you know at earth first you know our, our our kind of stated goal is to you know peel through peel through the fluff and crap and um you know tell like it is when we need to but you know try to try to have fun try to have fun with it and there certainly is a fair share of fluff and crap out there and uh, that's certainly one of the things that we're, we try to do on on this show and on green living ideas too is is try to cut through that down to things that are that are meaningful but but it's hard because there's a lot of pr marketing people out there that are that are uh, purporting a lot of things that aren't necessarily true, and uh, and then that can be difficult. So, so how how do you guys, as part of the evaluation of who's greenwashing and who's not, how, how do you go about that as part of your site editorial on Earth First? Um, I think it's kind of like porn. You know, you know when you see it, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, it was, it, well, not that, I wish it were that clear. Well, maybe you guys are doing something or not, but, you know, it, it's some, some of these guys, they've gotten really slick about how they do it. You know, they, they, in the beginning, I think this is sort of the, you could see it coming. And, and now it seems to be getting, in some cases, harder as they're putting money behind these specialty PR and marketing firms that, that specialize. They've grown up in the green industry and sustainable industry. And, and so they're actually specializing in helping their clients cater the message to the media in a way that makes it more difficult to discern what's real yeah I, I think you have to start off um, from a skeptical 
place, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, it, it takes, I mean, you got to do your reading, you got to do your homework. And um, if you start off, you know, in a skeptical place, then it's, you know, it's only going to be, you know, the people who aren't greenwashing, hopefully that can, you know, pull you out of that. And, you know, I mean, I, I recognize that there is a value in companies getting good PR from doing green work because that's going to be a driver in them wanting to, to do more green stuff. So, you know, I don't think that a company looking to get publicity for the green stuff is bad. What's bad is when they're not actually doing anything green. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's a definition of greenwashing. Um, right. Well, and another one is, and I'm wondering if you agree with this, is where you're doing g- truly green things in one little corner and then the 95% of the rest of your company is doing really bad things. Yeah, you know, I think with that you have to look at well, what is the company doing in, in, with that other ninety five percent? You know, if if they they have a plan to be totally green in you know twenty thirty years or whatever, you know, or X percent green, um, you know, then then you got to you know take kind of take it as it comes. But you know, if if they're a company that has a small little green division and they're you know that's what they're piping out to everyone while they're just continuing to blithely pollute away, then you know that's bullshit and you got to call it. Yeah. And, you know, Paul Smith had an interesting thought on that that I wanted to reiterate for those who haven't listened to that episode yet, which was that, you know, it's really uh, about transparency that, you know, if these companies can at least even where they're not perhaps being so green, there there's an overall philosophy and drive from the top level down to do it if they're transparent about this is really where we are. It's it's a journey. It's not a destination. We're working on it. Here's where we are. Here's where we're good. Here's where we're bad. You know, that sort of full disclosure sort of thing. I think that that would go a long way towards building uh, confidence in consumers. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I think that, I mean, that's going to come with any company that truly wants to be green. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break right here, Shay, and we'll be back. I am talking with Shay Gunther. He's a professional green blogger and eco-entrepreneur and publisher of the popular green blog, earthfirst.com. And we'll be right back on Green Talk Radio. Thanks, everyone. Listen to Living Green, effortless ecology for everyday people, a weekly online audio program featuring champions of sustainable living at personallifemedia.com. Hey, everybody. This is Sean Daly. We're back on Green Talk Radio talking with Shay Gunther, who's a professional green blogger and eco-entrepreneur and a publisher of the popular green blog earthfirst.com and the original founder of Green Options. Uh, Shay, we were talking before the break uh, about a little bit about your background, uh, Earth First and, and green washers in the industry. I wanted to ask you, drilling down a little bit more into earthfirst.com, what makes Earth First really different, you know, say, from other green industry blogs that are out there? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. It's just a carbon copy. Yeah, we pretty much just try to copy Tree Hugger, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, hey, you know they got bought for fifteen million, so yeah, you know you can't not go bad, wrong. Not a bad model to uh, to rip off. <laughs> um, no, I think. Um, I mean, I, th- I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's what we focus and what we cover on, um, or what we cover. Um, you know, I, I, I am a huge fan of all the green blogs that are out there. Um, you know, I've, I've been reading green blogs, you know, for shoot, probably, you know, two or three or four years now, you know, for about as long as the idea of green blogs has been around. Um, but, um, you know, I just, I, I guess, you know, what I haven't seen is on the mainstream green blogs, just, uh, you know, willingness to kind of push it. 
push the voice, push the, push the tone. Um, you know, I mean, I guess our, our, you know, it is our snarky, sarcastic voice that sets us apart. The fact that we're willing to call a Republican senator a jerk ass, you know, <laughs> right. you know some some douchebag senator, you know, um, <laughs> casts this you know stupid vote, makes a stupid comment. I mean, someone should call him a douchebag. Yeah, like I mean, uh, that, and that's very similar to the you know the John Stewart and Stephen Colbert, especially John Stewart. Uh, sort of uh, sentiments, which I'm a huge fan yeah, of that exactly. show. So, yeah, You know, and, and I think if you can rap fun and you can rap comedy around your message, then you're going to reach more people because, you know, especially now people, you know, people are looking for that quick hit of, of, of entertainment. You know, they're looking for that, that quick little bit. And, um, you know, if you can make them laugh or you can make them chuckle or you can, if you, or if you can piss them off, then I think it's going to sink in a little bit more. I imagine that that must have some effect uh, on potential advertisers for these sites, and maybe that that's one of the reasons why some of these bloggers, maybe not all, but in some cases, they might be hesitant to really you know tell it like it is, is for fear of not being able to you know get sponsorship and advertising. Do you, do you think that's a factor? Uh, I think they're all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you, you know, know, I really I, don't appreciate the way you hold back. You need to really be more forthcoming on this interview. <laughs> no, um, well, one, um, you know, Earth First is only, you know, about three months old and, you know, we haven't really pushed monetization. So we, we haven't, you know, gotten much pushback. I mean, that's certainly a concern, um, you know, but I, I think there I think there are enough advertisers and I think there are enough companies out there that uh, are willing to, you know, ride that edge. Um, Valley Wag get sponsorship uh, i don't know if you read that but yes, you know, I do, yeah. they are you know they definitely push push the uh the envelope in the you know the technology and, and venture capital san francisco's space um i mean you know Flushbot, you know their porn site uh granted those are actually porn companies advertise with them but um i think you know i i think that um we there's more value um to the voice that we bring and, you know, there's a bigger potential for building a, a big readership. Um, I think the, the benefits of that outweigh any, you know, any potential you know, sponsors we might lose. And, you know, frankly, any sponsor that would want to shy away from, you know, what we're talking about, I wouldn't want to have anyways. Well, you know, the bottom line is a lot of these guys, I mean, the, the really sort of, you know, family values ones might go away, but the, the ones that were the very conservative companies, but most of them are going to care about what your audience size is and your reach. And that's, you know, that's going to determine it. So there's always going to be, in my, in my opinion, there's always going to be sponsors and advertisers available to successful sites, regardless of their content, quite frankly. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, and it's not like, you know, it, it's not like we're dropping F-bombs every other word and have, you know, like you know, graphic pictures of seals being clubbed. Um, so I, you know, I don't think we're anywhere really near the level of, you know, being, being worried about, um, you know, losing all of our sponsors. Yeah, no, I haven't picked that up in, in my reading of the blog. I, I actually, I, I find it again, based on my sentiments and my East coast mentality and, and humor, sense of humor, I certainly appreciate the candor and I find it to be very refreshing. I was just curious about your thoughts as to why, quite frankly, other people aren't, you know, doing that because I think that a lot of a lot of people in the space uh, have that those kinds of feelings, and and they sort of um, neuter the voice in a lot of cases, and and so I find it fascinating to talk with somebody who's not doing that. Um, I think I mean I think I think people are afraid of turning off the other side. Um, you know, of of making the people who support the war and support George Bush more mad at Greens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, yet another green blogger lefty with their hair on fire about the environment, kind of thing. Yeah, and you know what? Like, that's what I am. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh is a right wing jerk ass loudmouth. Like, you know, I mean, and he's incredibly effective for his side. You know, I'm not saying I'm the Rush Limbaugh of, of the left, mm-hmm. um, but you know. Um, 
I think, I think we need to have the warriors, you know, we need to have the people who are willing to, you know, get smacked down, you know, every now and then, um, you know, we can't all be, we can't all be appeasers. So, so I'm curious beyond this and it might, you know, I was going to ask you about what do you think that other professional bloggers, green bloggers specifically out there today need to be doing to keep it real? So we, we talked about voice. Is there anything else that you could say to other green bloggers who are looking to mirror your success and, and get the word out, um, what they should be doing to sort of keep it real here? Um, yeah, get funding. <laughs> <laughs> that seems oxymoronic, but uh. it's, it's a lot easier to, uh, to keep it real when you got, uh, when you can spend all day doing it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't, I don't know how you would replicate, um, you know, my sensibility. Um, uh, you know, I think, I think, um, you know, green just needs people, needs people who are skeptical and who ask questions and, you know, who can, who can write. Well, since you mentioned it, uh, and I, I assume that that was only half joking as far as the uh, getting sponsorship, how would you, do you have any tips for people that are blogging out there in this space for how, how to get more sponsors and advertisers? Um, yeah. Um, stick or stick around. Uh, uh, you know, if, if pretty much when I mean, one person can sit down and start a blog, that's actually going to make some money if they have a year to do it. Um, you know, any green bloggers out there, um, you know, write good content, um, it, you know, write consistently. It doesn't need to be every other day. It just needs to be consistent. And, um, you know, it's, it's going out and getting advertising. It's just, you know, pounding the pavement. It's, you know, finding the companies that might want to advertise in, in your space. And, you know, you can find that through just knowing the companies or seeing who's already advertising in that space and, you know, and then contact them and say, I got this little blog. And I don't know, um, you know, I, there's how to, how to start and launch a good green blog is, you know, probably a two hour conversation we could have. That's very true. It is an endeavor. It's a topic and an endeavor unto itself. What, um, what about on the audience building side? What has, what have you learned uh, with Earth First and, and other ventures in terms of how to quickly grow your audience? Um, it's it's great content and it's getting it in front of people. Um, you know, if you write the best stuff in the world but no one's coming to it, then you're not going to grow. Um, you know, so it's uh, you know the life of a modern blogger is spending half the day writing and spending the other half on Dig and StumblePond and Reddit and you know pushing their links. Um, so you know, one of the hats I wear is is, is you know is marketer. So um, you gotta you just gotta develop good stuff and and that you know that comes from just knowing it. You know, I, I, again that I don't know how to tell someone how to know good content, but you just got to anticipate what your readers are going to want to want to see and write it and then get it everywhere. Get it on dig, get it on stumblepond, get it on Reddit, email your friends and yeah. <laughs> get out. And so that kind of grassroots sort of social networking has been a big part of then of the success of earth first. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say probably the most important thing that a green blogger could do to have find success is to meet other green bloggers. Um, and you know, when I, when I first started blogging on my, my personal site, just, um, you know, as my thoughts is, is the life of an entrepreneur, equal entrepreneur. Um, you know, one of the first things I did was to email all the other green bloggers that I read and just said, Hey, I love reading your blog. Um, you know, I just started mine up, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, any feedback and, um, you know, that led to, you know, a lot of really, you know, great friendships and relationships with people. And, um, I mean, it's funny, it's just, there's a lot of networking and a lot of personal relationships that you can, that you can bring into, into bear and, you know, being a, being a blogger. 
Yeah, and I have to say this industry has really impressed me coming from a technology industry background originally, um, which is much more, especially at the professional level, is much more uh, defensive and guarded with, with the, the companies. And even in some cases, you know, the authors, the journalists in that space, everybody's protecting trade secrets that they think they have, I guess. I don't really know what, protecting their brand. Whereas I think people are a lot more forthcoming and open, uh, I found, in, in this industry. And, and so it's very refreshing. So where do you see things going with green in the future? Have we beat this thing to death or is there any life left in this? Um, no, I mean, my, my hope, my fervent hope is that, you know, eventually there will be no green because everything is just green. You know, if we want to actually build a world in which we can all live really nice lives, have fun, go jet skiing, do whatever and this and that, everything's got to be green. You know, it's, it's basically has to be a cradle to cradle world. So, um, you know, I have no idea how long that's going to take. I, I'm really hopeful that it's going to be in my lifetime. Um, but I don't think green's that, you know, going anywhere. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really think that we're in danger of there being a green burnout because it just makes too much sense. You know, it might take a little bit longer for everyone to come around to it. But when you can show people that we can live in a world where we can have TVs and we can take trips and we can wear nice clothes and, you know, we can all do that stuff without polluting the crap out of the world, then how do you argue with that, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And in a world that we can all get rich too. <laughs> right. Well, and there's nothing wrong. I get, you know, this has come up again on the show before where, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with green capitalism. You mentioned green, you know, greedy greens. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with making money at the same time you're helping the planet. That, that's perfect because that's what draws the smart people in, the people that are good at, have good heads for business, the people that are doers, movers, shakers. And, and it's an essential ingredient, really. Yeah. And, we, you know, we're not going to go green by taking the world back, you know, 200 years on how we live. Uh, and hopefully it won't be driven back 200 years <laughs> without, uh, uh, involuntarily. Uh, so I'm gonna, we're going to take one last break, Shay. Uh, we'll be right back with Shay Gunther. I have one last very important question for you. And we'll be back on Green Talk Radio. Listen to Living Green, Effortless Ecology for Everyday People, a weekly online audio program featuring champions of sustainable living at personallifemedia.com. Hey, everybody. This is Sean Daly back on Green Talk Radio talking today with Shay Gunther. He's a professional green blogger and eco-entrepreneur and publisher of the popular green blog earthfirst.com. Okay, Shay, so I heard about something just completely off topic. I heard that you were starting this new T-shirt company. I don't know whether I heard about it on your Twitter blog or, or what was it, but it's, it's kind of a very interesting name, Meat Space Tees, meat as in M-E-A-T space Tees. And I'm curious, A, what's the name about and B, what's the company about? Um, the name uh, Meat Space is a term that um, you know, virtual, virtual worlds, you know, video game people – um, internet geeks um, used to describe the real world. So, um, you know, when you get off your computer and you shut it down, you go into the meat space. Yeah. So the, the idea, our our kind of concept and focus is that we're going to take um, things, internet, uh, popular internet ideas, people, groups, whatever, and you know, bring it into the real world in the form of a t-shirt. And um, what I've done is actually um, gathered together um, a, a group of 
really kick ass um, investors and partners, and they're all you know online buddies of mine. Um, and yeah, we're gonna go out and we're gonna gonna sell a lot of shirts. And um, one of the one of the I think one of the right things I did was um, to pick um, investors and partners who have their own internet properties. Um, so each one of each one of um, my partners has their own um, you know popular website or uh, popular video show on YouTube or you know a podcast or whatever. Um, and you know what we're gonna do is you know probably gonna spend the first year just focusing on um, selling shirts to to those to those markets um the interesting thing about green space or meat space though is that we're you know like anything i, I do um it's it's going to be about as green as it can get so um we're going to be printing on um 100 organic cotton shirts uh, made in la uh, by american apparel um and we're going to be using this um, really cool um just came out um t-shirt ink that doesn't have any pvc or phthalates or heavy metals or pesticides and it's kind of crazy that they have inks that don't have those in that, um, you know, just pointing out the fact that most of the inks do have those in there. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, kind of markets that we're going to be going after with, with, um, meat spaces is, is the green world. And, um, I want to try to take, you know, kind of that snarky smart, you know, voice and sentiment that I have and, you know, turn into some t-shirts. Well, you know, I'm blown away right now. I have to ask about this. What is going on with everybody getting into the t-shirt industry? I mean, we're seeing like, let me give you a few examples of this, just what I've seen in the last few months. You know, you've got, you've got, and I, I'm really involved in martial arts and I love mixed martial arts and all those things that don't ask me why. It's just like, I'm a green guy. And then I like watching grown men beat each other up. And so, but that's just who I am. But, I, like Big, I like Big Macs. Okay, sure. Everybody's got their <laughs> thing, you know, but, but there's this company called Tap Out and there's these three guys from the LA area. Anyway, they start this shirt company. They're grassroots they grow up alongside the mma industry and they like have their own tv show they're a multi i think they're i don't know whether they're a billion dollar industry but they're hundreds of millions i think at this point affliction another competitive t-shirt company starts their own fight league <laughs> that, that is rivaling the largest fight league and then uh, gary vaynerchuk who you i'm sure know from wine library tv yeah. One of the most popular video blogger out there, arguably. He and his brother and a few other people just started uh, this uh, Please Dress Me. So I'm just wondering, what, what is this, like the profit margins are so huge in T-shirts, or what, what's the deal there? Um, I I wanted to do it because I realized that my T-shirt closet sucked. <laughs> I figured if I had a T-shirt company, I could, uh, I could flip that around. Um, no, seriously, um, uh, people like T-shirts. Um, People like T-shirts. There's good margins on it. Um, you know, I think even in a down economy, you know, T-shirts might you know be like um, you know a trip to McDonald's. You know, something small enough purchase that you know people you know make it. You know, and for me, I just I like T-shirts. Um, I like the the process of screen printing. Um, something I actually got into in high school um, in a graphic design class. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's a cool way to get your message out there. Well, and then we're seeing other companies like these Snorg Tees and all these other that I see like every other banner ad on some of the more popular websites out there yeah and the, um uh, what's it college humor you know they they, they started their t-shirt thing to basically fill remnant ad space and now they're making like 30 million a year on doing it amazing well i'm glad to hear about american apparel and i'm glad to hear that they're taking it to that level of uh sustainability and the, the lack of harmful chemicals and all that because i hadn't heard about it. i mean a couple companies like uh you know there's a zazzle and um i don't think uh that cafe press has gotten really too too much into the sustainable and organic stuff but uh but it's good to hear there are companies focusing on that yeah cafe press has uh i think one organic one or two organic shirts and they're kind of pricey they're like 17 dollars base level 
which is like five dollar, five or six dollars uh, more expensive than you know the non-organic. Which which doesn't make sense because the American Apparel shirts that I get wholesale are a dollar more expensive than you know than the non-organic. So I don't know why Cafe Price has a six dollar spread on that. Well, please keep us um, posted about the progress on that. We certainly wish you much success with that venture. We will have a site up with shirts for sale within the month. So it's been it's been a good process getting it together. And I assume it'll be meatspace.com or meatspacetees.com? Uh, yeah, meatspacetees.com, T-E-E-S. My guest today has been Shay Gunther, and he is a professional green blogger and eco-entrepreneur and the publisher of the popular green blog, earthfirst.com. Shay, it was a real pleasure having you on the program. Really appreciate you coming on and talking with me today. Thanks, Sean. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.